Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is so business, not big business. I don't know about you. But I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart Yeah. 
How wondrous is the name of the Lord. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black, and this is Sunday, November the 5th. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. My soul makes a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I honor the presence of God that's here in this place. 
I don't know where you are right now. You might be riding in your car. You might be uh, sitting on the couch or reclining in the reclining chair or just relaxing um, in the bed or sitting on the bedside. Wherever you are, turn that place into your sanctuary for the next hour that we may enter into the presence of the Lord together. I truly thank God for all of those that make this platform possible. Um, Bishop Stephen and Bishop Ann Butterfield, uh, right there in Atlanta, Georgia, to my sister, our co-host, Pastor Sherelle Pennington. Uh, We're just truly grateful to God for the assignment that God has placed on their lives and that we are included in that assignment right here all the way in Portland, Oregon. And so we are just truly grateful to God for the work of their hands. I want to honor the men and women of God that come every week and preach on this broadcast. And tonight we um, have, who is no stranger to none of us, he is um, with us just about every other month, Elder James Wooten. He will come and he will be bringing us the word of God on tonight. And so I'm just really grateful. I'm really excited that you came to be a part of tonight's worship experience. I want to share something with you, and I'm, I'm not going to preach, but I, I want to share something with you, and we're going to have a word of prayer, and we're going to get to our song, and then we're going to get to our message. Uh, we had a preacher preach to us, um, and it was a rhema word during our annual prayer revival, and he said something that just stuck in my spirit. He said that people are so used and they're accustomed to church service being a certain way. And I, I, I'm a believer of that. But I also want us to understand that we don't go to church for a service. We go to church for a worship experience. And every time the body of Christ gets together, even on the airways, it ought to be an, an experience that impacts your life, an experience that causes you to seek God the more. The word, the song, the prayer, it should be something that moves you to have a deeper desire to seek God's face. Her Pastor Sherelle praying the other day, um, that experience should um, cause you to want to walk in the high places. Oh, my God. Yes. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that you are ready tonight for an experience. I shared with the church family the difference between a service and experience. I, I used to drive a Lexus. Now I drive a Kia. And when you go to the Lexus dealer, the room you go in to wait on your service and the service that they render unto you is an experience. Makes you want to keep driving Lexus if you can afford it, amen? Uh, and then when you get to Kia, it's just a building, and, and hi, here you go. But it's it's a wonderful thing to have an experience. And it's my prayer that every time you come to the light of Portland, you have an experience. Something is said, something is done to impact your life, to cause you to want to have a deeper love relationship with God, to cause you to want to serve him with gladness, and then to be helpers and encouragers to one another. I also heard Apostle Matt say something the other night, is that once you leave an experience, the presence of God, 
You don't want to keep it to yourself. You want to run and tell everybody. So I want you to tell all your family, all your friends about the light of Portland. Amen. Because we truly gather together to give God praise, honor, what's due unto his holy name. We don't have many announcements on tonight, but I do want to invite you all to Passing Arts Black Nativity. It will start on November the 29th, 5th, and run until, it's just a weekend show, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and it will go until December the 10th. For more information, you can go to passingart.org to get your tickets. And if you go as a group, there is a group rate. Um, The play will be held at one of the Portland Five Theaters. It's called the Brunish Theater. And the address is 1111 Southwest Broadway. And so I want to encourage you to come out. It's a wonderful way to open up the Christmas season. Beautiful singing, um, dancing, fellowship with family and friends. And it will be uh, opening night, November 25th. The last show will be December the 10th. For more information, you can go to passingart.org. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we humbly come before your throne of grace. We come, O God, lifting you up, magnifying you, and giving you all glory, honor, and praise. Lord, we love you today. We appreciate you today. We lift you up, and we exalt your name. Lord, you are good. You are great. You are wonderful. You are magnificent. You are amazing. And God, we bless your name. Father, we thank you for this day, a day we never saw before and a day we never will see again. And God, we thank you because we were able to um, go to worship this morning or we were able to tune in and catch it on the radio, catch it through the phone, catch it on Facebook. But we were there. We felt your presence. God, we just ask uh, that you would continue to allow us to experience your presence. Even tonight as we worship through the airways, we invite you to come in, sit and rest in our homes, with us in the car, on our job, wherever we may be tonight. We welcome you in now, Lord God, and we say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, tonight we come and we pray for Israel, Gaza, Russia, Ukraine. Father, wherever there is war, we ask that the peace of God will rest, rule, and abide. We ask that you would comfort those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. We ask that you would give strength and patience and courage to those who are looking for loved ones who have been lost, Father, in the rubble of buildings that were bombed and, and, and collapsed, Father. Lord, I pray for the war that's happening right here in, in the Washington, D.C., in the White House. We, we can't come together. There's division in the White House, in the senator's office. There's division 
Lord. We ask, oh God, that your will be done. You are in the midst of all of us. You are in charge. You are in control. And all you have to do is speak like you did to the winds and the waves. And they stood still. And if you would speak to our president and to our senators and to our congressmen and women, if, you, if they would soften their hearts and, and stiffen their necks and have a desire to hear your voice, they can hear you speaking. Give them an obedient heart. Give them an obedient spirit. We come against the spirit of division in our homes. We've got mothers against daughters, fathers against sons, husbands against wives, wives against husbands, brothers and sisters against each other. We come against the spirit of division. God, you are not the author of confusion, and you instituted, you ordained family. So we pray tonight, Lord God, that you would bring our families together. Cause us to pray together. Cause us to sit down and eat dinner together. Cause us to enjoy each other's company like it was back in the day. Father, tonight, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are incarcerated. Pray that salvation runs rapid through the prison walls, through the jail cells. Pray that you would put a hedge of protection around your men and women that are behind prison walls. I pray for every mother, every wife, every husband, every child, every brother, every sister that has a, has a family member that's incarcerated. Because not only is the person that's a prisoner serving time, but that family on the outside is also missing out on life with their loved one. I pray that justice would prevail. Those that have done wrong, be be convicted of their wrong. Those who are innocent, be released. That they may return to their families and try to put their life back together again. I ask for you to guide and help those men and women who have been released from jail and released from prison that are trying to put the pieces back together again. I pray that they would Trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not into their own understanding. In all their ways, I pray that they would acknowledge you and ask you, the giver of all things, ask you for wisdom as they learn how to navigate the system, as they learn how to work through the system, work through their mental health issues, their trauma. Father, I pray for those that are struggling with mental health issues tonight. Pray that you would touch their minds. I pray, oh God, that you would strengthen their hearts. Help them, Lord Jesus, to know that you have thoughts and plans for them. We know that the blessings of the Lord are rich and add of no sorrow. Help your people to remember that what they're going through right now is not the end. And you didn't bring us this far to leave us. Father, we thank you tonight. We pray for the man of God that's coming to proclaim your word. I pray that the word that you have given him, it be released 
exactly the way you had purpose for it to be released and that it would touch the hearts and the minds of the men and women that you have who it is meant for tonight. Bring forth conviction, deliverance, and salvation. Bring forth healing tonight through your preached word. Father, we will be so careful to give you all the glory. We will be so careful to give you all the honor. I pray for every pastor that is preaching and proclaiming the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. I pray that they not water it down. I pray that they don't sugarcoat it. I pray that they would teach and preach the gospel the way it was intended to be given to the people of God in its rarest, truest form. Then those that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying today. Don't let us just hear it, Lord God, but let us apply your words to our hearts and then let us find ourselves being doers of your holy word. Bless your people everywhere, Lord God. I lift up our houses, brothers and sisters, to you. It's getting dark earlier. It's getting cold earlier. And some of them Father, are using cardboard as a mattress, using garbage bags as blankets. Father, I pray for their protection from the elements and the predators. I pray that your hand of mercy be upon them. I pray that our cities would love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before you and take care of those that are outside and the outside elements. Father, we love you tonight. We appreciate you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. I ask that you would heal all of those on this call that are dealing with the infirmity, a sickness, or a disease in their body. I pray for all those that are on the call tonight that are, are about to make a decision that's going to impact not only their lives, but the lives of their children and their children's children. I pray that they hear your voice and follow the plan, the instructions specifically that you have given to them. Don't let them look to the left or to the right, but let them stay focused on what you have given them to do. And may they do it and give you the glory and the honor. Those that are standing in need of a financial blessing, I pray that there be no lack. I hear the scripture saying, money cometh. Let us call those things that are not as though they were. Bless Father God. I pray for that single father who is trying to raise teenagers. I pray for that single mother who's trying to raise teenagers. I pray for that grandparent that's trying to raise teenagers. I pray that your peace will abide. I pray, God, that you give provision. I pray that you give direction. And Father God, we just bless your name tonight. As the word come forth, may we receive it, Father. And may we, Father, be um, uh, a good ground tonight. May the seeds fall in good soil. And may the water fall to nurture the seeds that have already been planted. And we say hallelujah. We say thank you, Jesus. We say praise your name. We say thank you, Lord, for the increase that's coming in our lives. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank God and amen. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he's able. Tell somebody else, he's able. Y'all ready? Exceedingly. I find All you could ask for According to The power That works in you You God is able to do
Hallelujah. How many of you know that God is truly able? He's able to do just what he says that he will do. He is more than able. Tonight, my heart is just just really full, but at the same time, my heart is heavy. I just thank Pastor Black for that prayer because my, my thoughts are just on all of the, the things that are going on around this world, um, both the conflicts in Ukraine and in Israel, and even here uh, in the United States of America and other places around the world. You know, time is winding up, and so we need to be ready. We need to know who we stand for. We need to know what we stand for, and we need to make sure that there is no doubt in anybody's mind that we are children of the risen king. And so tonight, on tonight, the word that I have for, for, for many, for some, I don't know uh, who you are, but the word I have for you is coming from 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, um, starting with the 16th verse, and it's simply just, I'm going to call it Mission Possible, Counting the Cost. Mission possible, counting the cost. You know, sometimes life can put us in situations where things seem like um, it's impossible for us to, to, to overcome. We, we face challenges. We face obstacles. We face decisions. And, and sometimes the, we don't have enough money. Sometimes um, the kids aren't acting right or the spouse isn't acting right. Um, sometimes um, we just have to make uh, crucial decisions, um, whether to, to uh, get medicine uh, for that child or put gas in the car so you can get to work. And so sometimes it just it, it gets overwhelming, and it seems um, like you can, <clears throat> you can be frustrated and not really know uh, exactly which way to go. But, you know, I, I, I know in the word, look to the hills from whence cometh your help, because God will always equip you. If he sends you into battle, he will always give you everything that you need. He will never allow you to fall short, never allow you to fall short. And, and you know, the word of God says we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. And and you need to know that God sees you right where you are. He understands what you're going through. He didn't say you have to be perfect. He didn't say you have to get things right all the time. He just said for you to come unto him, all you that were weak, weary, and heavy laden, and he will give you rest. And he wanted you to know that you are indeed his and that you you are his workmanship. He wants you to know that you are special in his sight. And so you need to understand that sometimes uh, you are put in position for a specific reason because this is a time and, and a day and age where God has to separate the wheat from the tares. And so we have to understand that sometimes, although that mission may seem impossible, you need to understand that with God, that is mission possible. And so we need to look and count the cost. And the cost sometimes is great. Sometimes the, the task before us is, is heavy and it's arduous. And sometimes it just seems like we don't have enough to get it done or to overcome. 
or or to see it through. But God knew exactly who you were. He saw exactly where you were. He didn't make a mistake when he called you. He didn't make a mistake when he turned around and set you apart. He gave you everything that you need. But the faith part you is on you. You have to step out in accordance with your faith. And, 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 and step out on your own. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And trust me, if God directs you down a road, you want to walk down that road. Because he is a mighty God. He has done incredible things. And he is still doing incredible things. And why would we not want to serve a God that's doing incredible things? You ask what kind of incredible things? I'm glad you asked because tonight we have a story uh, from the Word of God that talks uh, about how God showed up for one man, and he was going against all odds. Sometimes we feel like we're going against everybody. Sometimes you could be the only um, Christian per- person in your workplace or in your schoolhouse. And, 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 and you can hear all of the other stuff c- coming around you and filtering around you. And sometimes it can get intimidating um, because of who you are and start to make you, you doubt somewhat. But if you just stay the course and stay in his word, stay prayed up, stay prayerful, God will see you through every step of the way because he does not make mistakes. First Kings 18 chapter starting with the 16th verse, it, and it's talking about um, our, the prophet Elijah on Mount Carmel, and Elijah stood all by himself, and, and yet God was able to give him everything that he needed to, to, to overcome and, and, and to turn around and get people to turn from their wicked ways. Sometimes all God needs is one. And that one might be you. It might be a word that comes out of your mouth. It might be you not laughing at an inappropriate joke um, or or supporting bad behavior. It, 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 it might be you turning around and giving somebody a pat on the back even when they messed up and, and they done wrong, but letting them know that somebody still cares and somebody still loves them. You never know what it is, but sometimes, but many times it's that one, and all he needs is just one, and he can work through it. And the word of God is coming from the New International Version this evening. It reads this way. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. But you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Ashiah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. I'm going to pause right there for a minute. It said, but the people said nothing. See, 
when you stand upon the principles of God's word, you, you don't have to worry about what to say, when to say, how to say it. When you go forth in the spirit of God and, and you let the word of God do the talking, you don't have to worry about what, what kind of words you need to come up with and, and say anything. Because God's word speaks for itself, and it will silence a room. It will silence a crowd. It will grab the attention of, of, of those who stand against God's word. And, and so when light enters a room, darkness must flee. That's what the word, the word says. So these folks look confused in, in the beginning. So in verse 18, we, we, we see this confusion that these people have uh, in, 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 in what Elijah's point is and, and, what's, and what's going on. And then when we look and we shift later on in verse 20, we'll see the calling. Okay, and then verse 25, the challenge. And so um, what you need to understand today is what is right is not always popular. What is popular is not always right. Let me say that again. What is right is not always popular. And what is popular is not always right. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Amen, Walls. Just because everybody's doing it does not mean you should do it. Sometimes you got to go to court and stand on your own and allow God to manifest himself in you so that he can set you apart like he separates the wheat from the tares. You are made differently than everybody else. The word of God says we are a peculiar people, meaning that we are not like everybody else. We are supposed to stand out. We're supposed to look different. We're supposed to think different. We're supposed to act different. We're supposed to walk and talk different than than, than what the world is talking about. Because when you are set apart from God, and, and, and you, and you are, are in his camp, and you're not in the world camp, oh, you're going to look very different. And there are going to be those naysayers, and people are going to come and want to challenge you and call you out and, and, and say false things about you. Why? Because they're trying to cover up their own infirmities. They're trying to hide their own sins. They're, they're trying to uh, distract people and turn people away to see from what, what their true sight looked like by deflecting to you and making you out to be something that it's not. Remember in the word that when Jesus was 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 uh, 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 um, uh, found guilty and and put on the cross, he bore the sins of Barabbas. It wasn't his sin. It was not his sin. He was sinless. So people, even back then, all the way to, to today's day and age, will still try to reflect and deflect. Um, their issues, their problems to, to, to cover up what they're going through to try to shine that light because they don't want that light to shine into their camp. And so these folks have, have, have come in and they're doing uh, 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 the wrong kind of worship. They're following a, 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 their own idolized God that they set up, and Elijah called them out on it. And, and, he, and he, he, he brought forth and he said to the people, look in verse 22 now, he said, then Elijah said to them, I am the only one, the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set it to fire. 
uh, not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull, put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is, is God. He wasn't afraid to stand by himself. He wasn't afraid to look a large crowd in the eyes because he knew the power that was within him. He knew the power of the God that he served. See, some of us have lost our way where we forgot what God has brought us out of. Some of us have lost our way. We forgot what God is bringing us through. Some of us have lost our way, and we forgot how God has kept us when nobody else was able to keep us. We forgot how God has opened doors and made a way when there seemed to be no way. We forgot that God was that wheel in the middle of a wheel when, when there seemed Seem to be things seem to be impossible and crumbling around us. See, we forgot that, that, that he's the alpha and then he's the omega. He's the beginning and the ending, the bright morning star. He's the one from everlasting to everlasting. He's the Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Shalom, meaning he's the prince of peace, meaning he's the everlasting one. He's the loving father, meaning mean he's, he's the one that'll keep you. His grace is more than sufficient and more than enough. The Lamb of God, it, 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 and, and, and he's the Lion of Judah. We have to remember the God that we serve. He wears many names, and he, and he has many titles. You can call him the Bread of Life. You can call him the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, the Holy One. You can call him the Way, the Truth, and Life. But what you can't call him is wrong and late. Because he's always on time. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. I didn't say it. It's in the Word. That's what the Word said. And so Elijah knew the promises of God's Word, and so he stood up on these promises even even in the midst of a, of a crowd that, that he knew was full of skeptics and, and, was, and was full of folks that had made, it, made their own choices already to, to, to go with the crowd. He was willing to stand alone all by himself. And so he gave them a challenge. He said, go ahead. Go ahead and get your, your – uh, we're going to get two bulls, and you prepare one, and I'll prepare one. And don't, don't set fire to the, to the altar. He said, uh, but prepare it and lay it out, and, and, and then call on your God, and I'll call on my God. And, and he said, we'll see which one, you know, who comes first. That, that, that's the one, you know, uh, that, that, that comes that then he is God. You, you, you will know. And so he's letting him know because, see, Elijah, in verse 20, was assured of his calling. While in verse 18, the folks looked confused. There was no confusion in Elijah. But he knew his calling. He knew God had called him out and set him apart. He knew that he was special. And you know what? I'm sure as, as, you, as you read through this chapter and you get to the latter parts of this chapter, you, you'll see that Elijah did get to a point where, where, you know, just like the rest of us, sometimes we feel down, we feel discouraged and, and, and everything. But God is a way maker. He's a provider. He's, he's, he's the one that will always be there for us because he told us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So Elijah issued this challenge in verse 25, 
and 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 then now 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 watch this, beloved, and and this is what he said. Then all of the people said, "What you say is good." Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, "Choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of God, of your God, but do not light the fire." So they took the bull given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning, says from morning till noon. And, uh, oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they, they had made. Now, watch this, beloved. They dance around the altar they have made. See, what you got to understand is, is sometimes when you make the wrong decision to follow the crowd and do what everybody else is doing, they'll come up and create all kinds of fluff to keep the attention on them, to keep the attention on what they're doing or what they stand for. And, 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 and they, they don't mind putting down somebody else. They don't mind trying to discourage somebody else as long as they got the attention, as long as the attention is upon them. But when they called out, when they have to stand up under whatever this, this truth that they've been pushing, all of a sudden the, 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 the cards are laid out, and, and now you have to see what, what they got. It's no longer in the closet, and, and, and it's laid forth. All of a sudden you start seeing them uh, fall on the left and fall to the right. Watch this. Watch this. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed. And they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. <laughs> did, you, did you catch that, beloved? No one answered. No one paid attention. See, when, when you out and you walking in the way of the world, when the money runs out, when the party ends and when the friends are gone and you find yourself all by yourself, all of a sudden it's not as fun. It's not as entertaining. And, 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 and you feel empty. You feel voided. You, 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 you feel trapped. You, you feel confused. You feel left, but you, you, you look around and guess what? That problem's still there. It didn't get solved by your partying. You look, you look around that, that, that issue never went away. It, 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 it didn't resolve itself uh, uh, by, by the amount of friends and stuff that you had around you. And, and what you gather and understand is that we can take things and sugarcoat things and everything with, what's, with, with, with stuff around us to mask what's going on, but only God can truly meet us where we are and give us exactly what it is that we need to see us through, to bring us where he desires for us to be. See, sometimes God is ready to elevate you, but he can't take you because you're still holding on to dead baggage. 
Sometimes God is, 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 is ready to turn around and bring you to a righteous place, a highest place, a place of blessings, a place of plenty, a, a, a place where you're not want. But because you're busy worried about what's going on with, with, with the, 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 the physical stuff around you, you're busy worried about the materialism and the things like that, it, it put blinders on you and it hinders you from getting to where God desires to take you. And so therefore you you are delayed and you can't get where God desires to 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 to, to take you and to elevate you. You see, this is why you have to understand that you have to count the cost because there is a price to be paid up and if you want to walk with God. If you want to turn and go to Jesus, there is there is a cost. But God said that he would always equip you and give you everything that you need to be more than overcomers in his name. If you want to get out of a hole, you got to quit digging. Because if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. You want to know why stuff keeps happening over and over and over again. Because you keep doing the same thing expecting a different result. You keep digging that hole deeper and deeper, trying to dig your way out, and it's not going to work. It's not, it's not going to happen. So if you want to get out of that hole, you've got to quit digging. You've got to do, quit doing what you've always done, because if you keep doing that, you're going to get what you've always got. Why do we waver and teeter between choices? And so here these people are there in the midst of a choice, and they're confused and don't know what it is that they need to do. And so they're running around calling on this false god. They're running around uh, praying. Then they even started causing physical harm to themselves. It's amazing how the devil can lie to us and get us to physically harm ourselves um, on, on, for his sake, for his, uh, on his behalf. And, and so many people drink that Kool-Aid. So many people get lost in the midst of the confusion and what's, and what's going on. We look at the politics that that, that, that that gets spread and get talk, talked about, and people get lost up in the politics instead of doing what they know is the right thing. We, we look at these wars that are happening all around the world, and folks are afraid to make a decision because uh, uh, they don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings or they're worried about their political future or what somebody else is going to think. What did God say? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. So now, watch this, beloved. We're not, we not through. Verse 30, then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruin. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom uh, the word of the Lord had come, saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two sets of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the, ball, uh, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Feel, now, now, now watch this, y'all. Watch, watch what's going on. Okay, then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. So he didn't just prepare everything, but then he told him to put water on, on, on it. Now, wait a minute. What, let, let me keep going. This is getting good. Verse 34, do it again, he said, and they did it again. So the first time wasn't enough. 
he turned around and told him, pour some more water uh, on, on, this, on this offering I have prepared. And then when they did it a second time, he turned around and says, that's not enough. See, one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. He said, do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. Did you, did you see that, beloved? It filled the trench around the altar that was dug. And so this, this this sacrifice is completely saturated with water. Now, what were they supposed to do? They were supposed to call down their God and 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 light this this offering, this sacrifice, on fire. He just soaked it with water. Now, now watch this, beloved. Verse thirty-six. At the time of the of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. O God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O God, answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. <laughs> licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, "The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God." Then Elijah commanded them, "Seize the prophets of Baal! Don't let anyone get away." They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. Did you see what just happened? Did you see just what happened? So see, in verse 27 and, and 29 came the confidence. So first, you had verse 18, you had the confusion. Verse 20, you had the calling. Verse 25, he issued the challenge. Verse 27 through 29, when he showed the confidence in, in, in the power of the God that he stood for. See, and that's where that faith became activated. That's where that faith became the difference maker because he had faith in the God that he served. He walked by faith, not by sight. He knew what God was going to do. And just like Jesus would do, he would pray uh, uh, in the New Testament before he would do anything, giving thanks to the Father and, 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 and making it plain and clear why it was being done. And so Elijah in the Old Testament here called upon the name of the Lord and said, Lord, this is what I want to do. I want these people to know who I stand for, even if I stand by myself, even if they don't like me, even if they turn around and they get mad, they want to call me names and they want to prosecute me, even if they want to go against me. I want them to know who I stand for. And verse 30, the condition, you need to understand that God calls us to, 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 to stand alone by ourselves sometimes. Time is running out, and only what we do for Christ will last. Um, so with a God who can do these kinds of wonders, we should be chasing, running, craving a relationship with God through Jesus Christ because God is can and he sets it apart like he does the wheat from the tares and he leaves no doubt that we are his workmanship he didn't make a mistake in us he turned around and he set us apart there's a reason you are peculiar and you are different than everybody else so that they can see you and they know that you are god's child may god's uh, word be a blessing 
uh, uh, to the, the hearers, the readers, and the doers of his holy, righteous word this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I come before you and I pray that somebody would have heard a word on tonight, that somebody would have been encouraged, that somebody, Father, would have, would have, um, uh, uh, been convicted, Father, that somebody would be convicted in a way where they turn back to you, Father, that somebody would be lifted up and exalted, that somebody, Father, would just be able to, to now be able to reload and go and tell others about you. So, Father, just may this word bless somebody in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, yes, 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 and yes. The word came forth. Our hearts have been made glad. We have been convicted. We have been encouraged. We have been motivated. We have been strengthened. Uh, as Revelation says, wake up and strengthen thyself. We we had a wake-up call tonight. Thank you so much, Elder Wooten, for that word. We truly appreciate you allowing God to use you and to fill you with his spirit. I hope and pray, my brothers and sisters, as Elder Wooten just prayed, that you have been blessed by the word, that you've been blessed by our time together. May God bless you. May God keep you. May he make his continue to shine on you. May he continue to be gracious to you. May he continue to allow his peace and his presence to be manifested in your life. Until next Sunday, my brother and my sister, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Come on, keep talking with your hands. You already know this song. Come on, sing heaven.